All right, the Audible back on the air. Common characters here, John and Jimmy Kim. We're, Campbell, we're fixtures. Here. We're fixtures here. You know, every now and then we get somebody. I think we're gonna get. Maybe we got Jerome Baker coming in. Uh, this Be nice week to is, hear from him. As finally, you got the OTAs going on. You got the veterans and the rookies together. Rookie mini camp last weekend, and then now you've got the beginning of the OTAs. The OTA season, if you will, right, the schedule, the, the full schedule, schedule. <laughs> the full schedule of OTAs. <laughs> Start this week. Uh, they've been at since uh, Monday, Tuesday. They'll come back, I believe, Thursday. Right. Uh, and then, uh, and then next week. Kind of a bouncy schedule. I think it's kind of week to week to see right. exactly what days are going to go. But they'll practice. They'll work three, three days. days a week. And uh, John, I missed. I missed Monday. Uh, I was out of town and uh, spent a little. Got out here a little bit for the practice. Uh, the other next, another practice. And, and the the first thing that struck me watching this practice. And, and look, I don't. I don't care how you know Ryan Fitzpatrick throws. I'm not care how Josh Rosen how many interceptions he throws. I'm not sure Christian Wilkins how what you know I, I don't I I'm, I want to look at the coaches and see how they're um how it's different. How it's different and and what they're doing and what kind of personality <clears throat> this team has. And and just in the brief time watching John what I saw is I saw no wasted time. You know, when you hey, when this this drill ends and this one starts, you better get your ass over there because you no know, loafing. There's no because it's it's going to start. It's going to start right away. Yeah, it's on one man's watch. Yep, and that's the head coach Brian yep. Flores. And it's good to see, you know, guys with urgency. Even at this time of the year, when you're just trying to get through and learn systems, you're yep. lear- trying to learn new plays and schemes and where to line up and what leverage you need mm-hmm. and where the ball needs to be located and how, how the running back's going to run this route on on zone or versus man coverage and little things. They're going at a pretty good clip and they're going. Because the head coach is demanding that they hustle. The head coach is demanding that they're disciplined. The head coach is demanding, and all the coaches, you know, that filters down from one man, and that's Brian Flores, but all the coaches from coordinators to to guys that are offensive assistants, they have to be accountable for the tempo and the pace and the and the culture that's trying to be instilled in OTAs that carries over into the summertime when you start, yep. you know, training camp. It's funny, John, because you you look at you know we're, we're kind of looking at players and coaches. Well, there's coaches and coaches too. Yeah, you know, Brian has to stand in front of his group and say, "This is what I expect. This is how we're going to run our drills. This is how I, I don't want I don't want guys lollygagging out there. If it's time to get to drill, sprint and get your ass over there and let's get to work." Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think so. So the coaches have to. The coaches that haven't been around Brian Flores and or, or been around that 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 organization that he's come from, um, they got to they got to understand what what his parameters are, what he wants for them to drive his players by. And so you can see it out there. And the, and the next thing I saw is, you know, there's a price to be paid out there. there there's a little price, you know, if, if guy jumps off sides or whatever. There's a price to be paid out there. Guys are take you know, off, take off, and do a little yeah, running. That's right. I've seen coaches running with the group and stuff. So he, he's automatically. I mean, he's beginning from day one. You know, you can talk about you know curtailing penalties. You can talk about curtailing mental errors. You can talk about doing your job and not, not trying to freelance, not trying to do things, but. Until there's a price to pay, it's easy to say, well, he won't do it next time. Yeah, we'll get him in the meeting we'll, we'll, room. Yeah, we'll, we'll get that cleared up in the meeting room. And, and, and I like the, I, I kind of like that instantaneous, <clears throat> hey, you know, you, you screwed up, get going. You You're know? held and, accountable yeah. for your mistakes. And and I don't want it to make it sound like, hey, this is a massive chaos. The guys no, are running no, around. No, no. There, there's a lot of teaching going on yeah. in the midst of 
having a up-tempo, high-energy practice because he's not afraid. These co- this coaching staff is not afraid to repeat a play, yeah. to go over a play because of a, a mistake. They're not, not going to say, like you, we just talked about, yeah. hey, let, we'll take care of it in the meeting room, yeah. in the next install, hey, we don't want you to do yeah. this. Do it over again. Do it right. And now – Get back in the huddle for the next play because yeah. we got to get going. We can't yeah. we can't keep the other eighty nine guys on hold for you to have this repeat every yeah. every so often. So make a mistake, correct the mistake, get back into the yeah. script, and get back into what you're supposed to do. You know, he, he reminds me. It kind of reminds me. And look, it's early on. I, I mean, but you know, he reminds me. One of my favorite movies is movie Crimson Tide. Yeah. Um, Denzel Washington and Gene Hackman, and they're on there, and and, and there's a there's a fire in the in the in the kitchen. And and there's chaos for and then Gene Hackman puts a you know, throws a throws a disaster drill on him in the middle and Denzel Washington well why'd you do that he goes you know what anybody can do these things when they're not under duress I want my guys to be able to do it when they're under duress right. and they've got to react and they've got to do something and, and not, not that they're, but but and I think that's the kind of mentality that this coaching staff is bringing I think there's going to be situations out there where they put them in pressure situations. And it doesn't go to, hey, get, well, get, you know. Feel comfortable in an uncomfortable yes. situation, yep. right? That's what it all comes down to. Because in a game, there's not a whole lot of times where, where you've played or I've played in a game where, wow, this is going so nice. This yep. is exactly yep. the way I, I dreamt it, about yeah. it. This is exactly the way yep. it went through walkthrough. It's mass chaos. Yep. And guys are running all over the place and you're trying to make plays, but you're still disciplined enough to stay within the system yep. throughout all these bodies flying around you or, or motion. You know, you're reacting. Yep into motion what leverage do I have oh I missed him because he got outside of me there's a lot of things that happen on every play in the National Football League but you have to be able to be under control when everything's hitting the fan that's right and and I think that's the type of practice and that's the type of mentality that he wants to instill even even in these OTAs where it's voluntary but if you're out there it's mandatory that you do your job and you can there's a you can kind of tell there's an air of pressure out there there's a little bit of you know, little and look. It, it, I think the good thing about it, from a from a, if you're a fan and you're looking at this and say, well, what can we get out of this? I think the good thing about this is that all these players, every single one of these players out here, for the most part, it, it, are, are new to these most of these coaches. There's a couple that stuck around, a couple that had been here before, and, and this and that. But for the most part, they're new to these guys, so they've they've got no. They're they're not. They're not it's not carte blanche first, for them. First time. First, first time. You you. I gotta. I gotta. You know what? If I'm a if I'm a five year veteran. And I'm out there, and I've been starting every game for five years. And this staff comes in. First time I was going, oh, shit, i got to prove myself right. to these guys. I, I, they don't know anything about me. Kiko Alonso, yeah. Devontae Parker, yeah, you know, guys, guys that yeah. are kind of in that that frame. You know, Laramie Tunsil, mm-hmm. guys that are in that three, four, five years. Xavier Howard. They know you're good, but I want to know what you do under— I don't know if I can it, trust you. I want to know what you do under duress. I yeah. want to know what you do in terms of, hey— Hop in there at free safety and, and yeah. run a couple reps, and you're a corner or you're a nickel. You know, let's see how you do. Yeah. I want to put you in that situation because you might have to play there. Yep. And, I, and I, I think that's exactly what this team needs. I think the other thing, too, John, is I think the youth in this team, I, I think it's a good group youth-wise for, for Brian and his staff to really influence them because they're not – look, if, if you had a bunch of guys in here that are seven, eight, eight nine, ten years in the league – they're going to go, especially if they've been through a number of staffs. I've heard it, been there, done that. I'm just going to do the same shit I do. It served me well for eight years. I'm going to keep doing the same stuff I used to do. Well, you just know. think but about you've got young guys that, that, that they're just trying to figure out, you know, like these guys who were drafted this year. 
and some of the guys that were drafted last, they're still trying to figure out what life's like in the NFL. What? How are I? And now you've got a group that they can mold these guys. I think a little bit more than a veteran laden. Uh, roster when, when you're coming into this situation. Just think about what you've heard over the past week when you hear quotes like from Joe Flacco. It's not my job to get right, this yeah. rookie ready. Well, kind of it is. Yeah. You know, I don't think that you have to, you know, play by play yeah. and, and rep by rep kind of critique him, but he's looking at you on how you do your reps. I'm sure that Jake Rudock and Josh Rosen are looking at every rep that Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah. takes. And whether Ryan Fitzpatrick is offering information or being helpful, that's not the important thing. The important thing is, if they ask, you're there to give feedback. Yeah. But watch how I do it. Yeah. You know, Watch how I go through these things and try to mimic me because I've been through six or seven offenses. I've been in the league 14 years. Mm-hmm. Going into your 15th season, I've seen it. I've been around the block. I've been around good coaches. I've been around great coaches I've been around some mediocre guys here's what I'm here's why I'm trying to do it this way you know this is what this staff wants this is how I'm going to adapt my wisdom and it's your job too as a rookie or first year or second year guy to kind of mimic me if you see me do something that's positive because that's the way I want it I want it taught so so you're learning on the job so I I think that you know whether you're a second year first year third year guy or you're a 14 year guy you're trying to do your job to the best of your ability to mimic what the, they've done in the classroom to bring it on the field because the guy behind you needs to to do yeah. it that way too yeah. and you know it's a funny thing about the National Football League you know John is in football in general cuz I saw it in college a little bit too but not not so much as is is in the NFL but you know, you come in here, and I remember when I came in. I was drafted. I was the first round draft pick. I come in, Larry Gordon. They drafted two line, two outside linebackers. Larry Gordon on one side, me on the other side, and and, and I came in. And Bob Matheson was the incumbent. Mm-hmm. Bob Matheson was the guy that was. That's day day one of practice. I lined up behind Bob Matheson. Right, right. I was number two in line. He was number one. And I tell you what, that guy spent as much time helping me. You know, when he, and he knew damn well. He You're there I, to take your job. He knew what I was standing there yeah. for. I was standing there to take his job. And, and and that guy couldn't have been more helpful, more supportive, more just from whatever I needed. And really became a very, very close friend of mine. And and as I looked around on that team, now, now, now remember, a lot of these guys on that team were guys that were kind of at the end of that arc of the 17 Right, of guys. the 70, you know. Because I was in there with Jake. That run. You know, Jake Scott was here, Dick Anderson right. was here, Larry Little, <clears throat> Kuchenberg, Langer, Greasy. I mean, I came in with that whole, right. towards the end of that that group's career. And and so those guys had no reason to, to help guys. And, and I'm watching, and I'm looking at Bob helping me. And I'm looking at someone talking to Larry Gordon and helping Larry. And then the next year, A.J. Dewey and Bob Baumhauer comes in. And I see Manny Fernandez there working with them. And I see Stanfield working with them. And I see these guys. They didn't have to do that. But, right. but, and, I, but I, and I think that's part and parcel of, of what, is, what, what will and can make this franchise get it back to where it was if you've got that kind of a mentality going into it. And, and it seems to be something of at least – look – you can talk about it all you want until you see it on a regular basis and on day to day in games in situations. You know when that guy gets pulled out of the game, does he go mope on the bench or does he come over and try to support the guy that right. that just went in? For Take him? the criticism and wait for his next opportunity. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that goes back to the way the culture was built with those teams in the Miami Dolphins with the organization. I mean that was just a given, and I think that happened more. 
in that era than it does now because well, everybody's so individualistic in terms of my brand yeah. and, and the way I do it. Whereas if the organization or the culture takes care of it, you're morphed into that once yeah. you become a member or yeah, a fiber, you, you, fabric of that football team. Well, because look, because you 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 that that's all you know. You come in the league and that's what's going on. That's all you know. You don't know what's going on in Cincinnati somewhere else, or yeah, Cleveland or, or or whatever. You know, it's like when I came in the league. There was look when I came in the league. Steroids were were just coming onto the scene, right? And, and there was no rules against steroids, and 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 there were teams that were steroid teams, and there were teams that weren't steroid teams. You know, Don Don Shula was a, you know, he was a he was a stickler for the rules. These are the rules. These are the rules. No, well, no, no, no. You know, we're we're not we're not going out of the bounds. That isn't and it wasn't illegal, but it was you know it was it, gray. It was gray. Then there were other teams. You go, you go there. <clears throat> You know, freewheeling you're, you're, it. You're freewheeling it, and everyone knew, and you knew, and and so you know, I always felt myself lucky to go to a team that, that yeah. was more. Because then I go to the other one, who knows where Bro, the hell? I'll tell you a funny. Who knows where the hell? I'll tell be. you a funny story. So I played in Toronto my first five or six years in Canada. So I get traded to Ottawa, and Ottawa was always a team that we had a really good record against, especially you know whether they had you know equal talent or more right. talent that year we found a way in the second half to win so i remember going in and and at halftime one game you know we were having our way with this team and at halftime i see all these guys you know kind of taking whatever they were taking yeah, yeah. And, it, and and it was okay and then all of a sudden we started getting worn down as the season went on and i got mad one game and i said why don't you guys start taking that shit at the beginning <laughs> of the game halftime hasn't been a yeah. problem the second half it's the first half we're having a problem yeah. right so start taking that stuff earlier but it, it's right it's a, it depends on where the culture and yeah. where you're at and who's accustomed to you know to doing whatever it is that's out there see we're, you know me coming to the dolphins and, and having that kind of tutelage and that kind of uh, atmosphere in there I, I could I could you know in over the years that I played I know guys that played for the 49ers had the same kind of conversations with them guys that played for the Chargers when Don Coriel was there and they were yeah. they were rolling pretty good with Fouts <clears throat> same kind of thing Cowboys you know those teams those teams that were constantly winning all Pittsburgh they all had that same mentality where it's hey you know this guy's you may not like this guy that we just drafted but at some point he's going to be he's going to have to help us win a game and if he's not ready then, then we're then, in then, trouble. Then, then it affects all of us. Yeah. And so there's that. Now there was the other things at the time. Cincinnati wasn't a good football team. Green Bay wasn't a good football team. And you talk to guys there, and they're like, oh, geez, it's a free for all up there. No one, you know, guys, guy in front of me, and they're right. You know, I asked him one time, once something, and the guy just turns and walked away from me. So you know, different franchise, different things, but kind of getting taking it back to where the conversation started. I just think that the mentality of this franchise with the age group of people. And with some of the veterans sprinkled in there, Kiko's a good example. You know, Kiko's a guy that's going to – any one of those linebackers, I don't care who he is, it comes up to him, is, is going to get an education. Right. going to – hey, this is, this, this is how I do it. This is what I'm looking at. Look, i look for this because if you see this, it means that. You know, I think, you know, I think he's – and I think there's plenty of those guys – out there in this football Well, there's team. a lot of teaching going on, and I really got to commend, you know, the staff for the way they're going about, you know, the work that they're putting in in the OTAs and the attention to detail because they know it's those little things that end up getting you in the end. It's those little things that – little mistakes that they're trying to correct when you're trying to build a football team. You're trying to get to a point where – these types of things are second nature yeah. to you. You don't have to think about them because they're already expected and you've wrapped them and you've done it and you're not going to do those types of things again to beat yourself. Those are the things that you can get done in OTAs and those are the things you can try to make it 
happen on a regular basis. And I think that's where this staff's going. And that's why you saw maybe all 11 guys taking off and running yeah. and the coaches running because yeah. the attention to detail and all the stuff that you need to do to try to build that culture so it's, it happens second nature to you, those are the things that, that build winning franchises yeah. and organizations, uh, I think. And it's, it starts with OTAs. Yeah, yeah. And I tell you, we got uh, someone – just off hot off the practice field. He, he's run. He's been running. I saw but, him out. I saw fifty five like a blur it, it, out there it, it today. It is hot off the practice field too, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's definitely hot. <laughs> hey, Jerome Baker joining us here in the, in the program, and uh, Jerome, it's uh, you know you you've gone through the drafts, has come through the uh, the rookie mini camp. Now everyone's together and really getting your first couple practices under this uh, under this new uh, new coaching staff out here. What, what's the what's the tempo? What's the mentality? Uh, as you guys got ready to get started in these OTAs? Um, just go out there and prove every day. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what we just, you know, do saying every day. So uh, it's definitely been a hot one. It's definitely been tough. But um, just constantly got to get better at something. And not not for nothing, my brother, but you, you, you're you getting a little pumped up there. You you spend a little time in the weight room this offseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this year, uh, you know, I definitely spent a lot of time in the weight room, so. I'm definitely going to be well, prepared. Did you have a goal in your mind of what did you want, what you wanted to do? Did you want to gain a little more weight? Did you want to just what, what, what was your what would you what do you what do you want? And you still got still got time doing it, but yeah. So I, I just wanted there? to um, just build a lot of a lot more body mass. Yeah. Uh, you know, today I weighed in at 227, so mm-hmm. I want to play at 230 around that range. So yeah. Uh, I and what did you play last year? About 215 or so? Uh, I was at 220, about yeah. 220, 218. So. Yeah. I'm definitely spent some time in the weight room. Joel, what did you learn about yourself after you know your first year, your rookie year? Because for us, watching you play, it seemed like you got better as the season went along. You got more comfortable, more familiar with where you needed to be in your drops or how you were going to attack a running play. What did, when you watched yourself on film, what did you learn about yourself? Um, that a lot of time, I, I know what I have to do. I know what I you know where to be. Uh, but I, I just didn't have that confidence confidence of you know. Um, letting others know, um, speaking what I speaking out on what I see, um, and this year, I, you know, I took that role head on and uh, um, just you know be more vocal, be more of a leader role. So, so basically, half of the the equation is is the physical and mental, but a lot of it is communication when you're on the field. Because right. we were just talking about how practice is kind of like organized chaos, and you have to kind of be comfortable when things get uncomfortable right. that's where the communication on the field helps i would assume right and communication kind of you know uh relaxes everybody and gets everybody in that you know on the right page so um that, that's how i've really been focusing on this whole you know otas uh and you know just constantly get better at that and that comes with a new system i, I would assume a lot of different asks i guess for you know all 11 on defense how's the the scheme coming with with you and, and the defense are you guys getting used to calls and, and different and familiarizing yourself with you know just the little changes maybe on the defensive side yeah you know you just got to learn the concepts uh um, and the great thing about this defense you kind of just you got to learn the defense you can't just learn where you're at in your spot so um you know that, that's definitely easier on pretty much any player so uh, it's definitely been fun, and I'm just constantly getting better. So a little bit of have practice out there this afternoon or this morning, and uh, you got a little running out there to do every now and then. Every yeah. now and then, you got to run and touch the wall over there. Yeah, yeah uh, so a little, little, little kind of reinforcing, reinforcing rules and, and whatnot. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Coach Flo, he he prides himself on being a best conditioning team, and uh, 
you know, we're gonna follow his lead and definitely go out there and, you know, be the best conditioned team. No, I saw so I don't know what the, I don't know what I don't know whatever what someone did or whatever that, that, that had a little run over, but I saw coaches running. I thought I yeah. saw Josh Boyer pull a hamstring. I think going I saw one of the there. damn trainers jump in and run over there. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Anybody Renzo, I thought Renzo was uh, No Renzo he, wasn't Renzo, running. He, he was not running. I, I didn't Renzo see started Renzo. walking over there and he turned around back halfway <laughs> over. But so, so everyone everyone gets caught up in the in the running thing out here. Yeah, yeah. If you you know, you're part of defense, you all gotta run, so uh pretty much everybody had to run. How much, how much scheme wise on defense, um, do you feel you guys have put in so far? Um, you know, the great thing about that is, uh, you know, we put in a lot of schemes, but um, you know, it's just you kind of just like got to learn the concepts, yeah. and uh, you can, you know, uh, change it as you go. So uh, it's definitely a lot, but I know it's a are, lot. Are more. you seeing enough in the defense to kind of get a feel for what? the concept is going to be overall as, as you move along. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely um, start to feel how the defense is going to be. Um, and now it's just you know, really focusing on your technique and um, taking ownership of it. So it's definitely all good. You had your rookie season last year. Now you got a whole new crop of rookies in here. You mm-hmm. you kind of eyeball them a little bit and go, oh, let me take a look at this guy and see what he's all about. And come, some guys come in with some pretty heady reputations in here. Oh, I mean, when you come to the NFL, uh, your reputation kind of you know don't, yeah. doesn't matter. So – um, you know, I'm just trying to teach them as much as I know. Yeah. Um, it's kind of cool to see, you know, one of my old teammates here. So, uh, you know, you kind of just try to teach them as much as yeah. you can. Uh, I know where they're at, their position, yeah. as far as just, you know, OTAs. They still got to stay here longer. Um, they're still going back to the hotel. Yeah. Uh, so you just kind of give them as much advice as you can, and I'm trying to help them along the way. John, John and I were just we're talking before you came in. We were talking about that that – it's kind of an oddity in the NFL where you got guys that come in, they're standing behind you in line, they want to take your job, mm-hmm. but you're helping them do, you're helping them get better right. each and every day. That's a that's a pretty odd situation, I think, in a work environment where you sit there and you help some guy that, that all he wants to do is beat your ass out and, right. and take your job from you. I mean, that's all about the competitor you are. Yeah. Uh, me, you know, I, I go out there every day and uh, I just try to be the best I can be, um, you know, just helping the team as much as I can and yeah. I'm helping a guy behind me. God forbid something happened to me, but... Uh, that next guy behind me got to step in. So that's how I just go out there and play and just do my thing and uh, just try to be the best I can be. You know, we've asked a lot of the guys we've had a chance to talk to about, you know, the different mentality uh, that that your new head coach brings to the table and the the new staff. What what has it been like for the players uh, embracing a a new message, embracing a new uh, culture, I guess, on on defense, on offense, on special teams, getting getting all 90 guys going in the same direction? How has it been for you guys receiving – the new messages and new new things up on the wall because there's a lot of things that when you think about them they're simple when you read them but they mean a lot to you yeah. I mean the cool thing about us we're very very young um so you know we have a few veterans um Bobby and all those guys but for the most part we're pretty young so uh we kind of just follow coach Flo lead and uh you know he we he's shown in NFL he can win so we just follow his lead and and get to where he, where and at. that means something, I would think. When you, when you get a guy that's been with an organization that's won championships, that's been successful, uh, especially on the defensive side, because mm-hmm. you know over the last few years you, you feel like you're in an offensive-minded team, and now you've got a guy that has led defenses to championships. That's got to mean something for you guys on that side, because you know that that magnifying glass is on you yeah. pretty good right now. Oh, it definitely is. I mean, Coach Flo, he'll walk in pretty much anybody position room. Um, he's going to ask you questions. He's He's going to coach you up. Uh, and, you know, he really knows the defense to a T. So uh, when he, you know, walks in the meeting room, he walks through your drill, you got to be on your A game. And, uh, you know, it just sets the culture of our defense, you know, have to play well and, um, you know, 
play good defense. I'm sure you saw the Christian Wilkins when the draft night jumps up and jumps on uh, Roger Goodell. So you could see his saw his personality as soon as they mentioned his name yeah. as a as a draft pick for the Miami Dolphins. Now you've been around him a little bit. Is, is he that kind of? Is he that? Is that his personality? Or yeah. What do you he, see out of him? He's a fun young guy. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. He just go out there. But most point, he really goes out there and play hard. But, yeah. Um, you know, he's he's not afraid to let his personality show. So, yeah. uh, you know, that just brings energy to the you know the defense. So. You know, we all take it, and that's just who he is, and it's that kind you know, definitely I've kind had, of. Cool I've had guys who I played with, and then, then they AJ Dewey was a good example. He comes in, and I can just kind of sparked our whole defense and kind of lifted you up. He seems like he, he may be one of those kind of guys that you know has that personality and, and has the game to go with it uh, to, to really carry a lot of guys along with him. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he definitely got the game to go with it, so. Um, he can bring all energy once as long as you make plays. That's, that's <laughs> he, he's a big athletic guy. And yeah. you, it seems like when you look at your defense, the way you want to be multiple on defense, you need guys to play maybe you know the drop of the hat, different position than you're accustomed to. And that is that what you were talking about, about learning all 11 positions and how you're going about learning the defense? Because you never know where you're going to maybe ask to be played. Yeah, the, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. You just got to learn the concepts of the defense. Um, so if you plug anybody anywhere they understand what's happening um so he, he definitely can uh, play multiple multiple positions so it's definitely cool to watch you've been busy during the off season getting ready for for camps and get ready for the for the season and everything you also been busy up in cleveland you're putting together a foundation up there microsoft's helping you out with yeah. uh, with that uh, why, don't you, why don't you tell us uh first of all why 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 are you doing that and and what is your foundation who, who do you expect to benefit with this foundation um I mean, since I was a little kid, I always wanted to just give back as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And me going to the NFL was just a blessing, but um, I definitely wanted to bless other people. Uh, so I had the opportunity with Microsoft to throw an event. Um, and it was similar to like a Shark Tank um, mm-hmm. type of deal. They come up with an idea or business and, uh, you know, just kind of just grow them and t- teach them little t- uh, tips. Uh, it was definitely a cool experience of, you know, you can just hear kids, just wild imaginations, <laughs> but... Um, it was kind of cool just to you know help them know that it's possible. Like whatever yeah. you think of, it's definitely possible. And uh, afterwards, I know I got the chance to play Madden with a few guys. Uh, I won, but it was definitely fun. No, I don't take it light on anybody. <laughs> no, you won sixty-eight to three. Yeah, it was definitely fun. Hey, so what did you see out of the kids that, that you work with up there? What, they, what are they looking for? What are they looking for out of you people? Um, so somebody just to believe in them. Yeah. Uh, that, that's pretty much the only thing. They want somebody just to say, I believe in you and I can help you any way you can, I can. And, uh, you know, that's that's what I, all I want to do is just know that they they have somebody, you know, to look to. If, you know, I believe in you, whatever it yeah. is. So um, th- that was kind of like my whole mission of, you know, my nonprofit. So uh, that's definitely You cool. hook up with Microsoft, certainly somebody that they certainly – uh, you know, do a lot of things with youth and, and help them from everything they do. So it's a good a good partnership between you and them, no? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, growing up uh, in Cleveland, I always pass the Microsoft store and uh, just to get a chance to actually work with them is uh, definitely a blessing. Um, and they helped me so much and I, I definitely appreciate that. Do you remember any of the, the crazier ideas or some of the ones you say, hey, man, that would be a pretty good idea right uh, there? It was one. I mean, a lot of them was to do with animals. Uh, oh, yeah? You, you can tell, like, a lot of the kids was very passionate about animals. Right. Yeah. Um, and at one point, they were talking about just animals, animals, animals. And it was like, uh, the one kid just screamed out, why don't you just get a zoo? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like so simple. It was like, yeah, that kind of is like what you're saying. But uh, they, they were definitely passionate about animals. And uh, I never forget that. 
So are you happy to be back out in uh back out and back in back in business out here? Oh back yeah, back on definitely. the field, getting around, getting to it. And how anxious are you for having gone through your rookie year, going through the going through the off season, kind of doing an inventory of? Geez, I didn't realize it was going to be like this, or I didn't know that, or oh, that's that was that's easier than I thought. All those things that you go through your rookie year gave yeah. you a foundation to move forward. Are you looking forward to getting back uh, to the regular season and being able to put some of those things you learned both playing last year and as many games as you played in, and and, and what you've been able to do during the offseason tr- to try to improve in the areas that you want to improve? Are you looking forward to getting back and seeing how you can run that on the field? Oh yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, last year. You know, I learned a lot as far as like the little things matter. Um, mm-hmm. As far as just eating right, I'm going to sleep early, I'm watching a little film. Um, no matter what it is, the, those little things really add up. And towards the end of the year, that's when you see the effects of it. Of if you like me, I ate a whole bunch of honey buns and um, <laughs> before I go to bed. Towards the end of the season, it was like my body just couldn't hold up to it. Uh, so this year, I definitely just want to you know focus on the little things, the right things, and. Um, awesome to just play, you know, my best ball. Yeah, I think my rookie, I think I lived on hamburger helper. And it, was no <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it helping anybody. It wasn't helping anybody. <laughs> well, the only person who was helping was the guy I was playing against. That was the only person who helping. Hey, Jerome, appreciate your time, man. Uh, I know you're busy out there and uh, got a lot, of stuff, a lot of stuff going on, but it's great to see you guys back out in the field and uh, really looking forward to seeing what this football team's going to be like. And really, really kind of, I think John and I were talking, what this team's going to look like from the standpoint of what coaches' expectations are and how that translates over into to what kind of team you guys can be. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. I'm definitely excited. I appreciate you guys for having me. So uh, thanks for stopping by. Thanks, Jerome. Right. Appreciate thanks. it, man. All right, good stuff. It's uh, it's just like I said, it's good. We have, we have to thank Zoe too. Renzo stayed back. We did the we did the thing with Laramie Tunsil last week with the chicken wings, and Renzo stayed back, ate a few of those extra hot. Oh, did he wings. go to yeah, the, yeah, yeah. that off color wing? I saw him the next day, and he said, "Oh no, no, no." <laughs> <laughs> that didn't look like fun. That it, was it, a, well. You know what? It, it, I didn't eat much. I didn't eat much. But I felt them later on. Oh. I can tell you that you only had one. I had, maybe. I had, I had two, two bites, bites, two bites out of one. Yeah, <laughs> That's and I all felt you that. <laughs> so, but anyway, good to see. You know, he, I, I think the, to me, when I look at Jerome and I, and I look at uh, Raekwon McMillan. It's two guys. I, I'm really, I'm really expecting to see a big. Lead. And, I, and I think one of the big things. You, I mean, he looked different. He looked, he looked. Yeah. You know, you look at, you look at his arms. You look at his shoulders. Yeah. He may not have gained that much weight, but he's. He's thicker than he was, and and you know the the other guy that to me that I think is 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 paramount for him to have, and and I haven't had a chance to see him out there yet, but paramount to to follow that path is Mike Gusecki. Yeah, I, I think I think Mike, I think like Mike, he didn't. I know he didn't have the season that he expected last year or wanted. Uh, I know he probably didn't have the, the type of season that the team wanted, but I think the team understands it. Hey, you're a rookie. You understand? Let's let's let's. You're thrown into the let's, fire. Let's, let's reconnect here. And, yeah. And, and I know I've, I've heard from Mike that, uh, you know, he, he knew he needed to get stronger. He knew he had to be a bigger, phys- more physical guy out there. So he's gone in and, and, and gone to work at it. So it's going to be interesting to see what his body makeup is going to look like as, as we get to training camp. Because, look, I know we're talking about OTAs now, but there's still still two months. to two, five two and weeks and months, after they're done with yeah, this, Yeah, two and a right? half months for these guys to, to go. So he, this, he's not like not like that works over for Jerome or for Gusecki or any of those young guys that, that need to get in that weight room. So, But, I, but I'm really interested in seeing how Mike um, looks – and, and how he's because I'm I'm expecting big things out of out of Gusecki this year. I think there's two things, and you nailed one of them, Bo. About when you think about Mike Gusecki, what he needed to improve on. 
Strength and overall strength, number one. Yeah. You know, being able to do everything as a tight end. You don't have to do it exceptionally well in terms of blocking, yeah. but you need to have the ability to block yeah. and, and be able to get in formations where it's just not a, a stand-up kind of slot receiver. Yeah. And two, I think explosiveness, being able to have that quicker twitch, yeah. getting down the field, getting in and out of routes, being able to explode off the ground, which we saw him to catch the football mm-hmm. and come down with it. Not so much when he has the football, because we saw him do that a few times too many, getting up in the air and getting exposed You know, to, yeah. in terms of big hits. You don't want to do that. But attacking the football and coming in and out of routes, it gives the quarterback a little bit more room and a little bit more anticipation on where you can expect the ball to come yeah, he's, to. He's so. almost got to change. Just about, look, this is from more where I sit and watch, he's almost got to change his running stuff because he's, he's at, you know, his, his thing, he's got that long stride. And that long stride is all right as you get down the field, but getting off the line of scrimmage, you know, you've got to have that short, you've got to have feet. that quicker, choppier. And, and so I'm assuming that that's kind of one of the things that they're looking at with him too uh, because, it, you, you know, that – you know that you know that, that that old college. You know they did that one big step inside and then go outside. Where you that work, guy's already standing used to work out with some there. Some of those stiffs out there. Yeah, you do that, and the guy's like already like, oh, I know where you're going now. Here. Come on, come on over. I'm waiting for you. You know, yeah, it's one of those kind of things. So, but I think there's, and I think that you look at all these young guys. I think you can still look at Gotcha, Vincent Taylor, oh, all yeah. those young guys, Jesse Davis, yeah, all those guys that are that are expected to be better this year than they were last year. Expected to to be type of players that make this team better than they did last year, seeing how all those guys have really, you know, progressed and, and moved on uh, with an offseason of, of weight, weight work. And, and, you know, I always say, it's, go back, look at your mistakes. And then let me, let me see how many of these mistakes I can, I can overcome in, in a six month period before we get back at it again. Yeah. I, I think it's critical. You mentioned a lot of those guys and getting back to Jerome and being versatile on defense. There's, there's none better. There's no better example of being able to stick a guy in at outside linebacker and then maybe move him to the strong side and drop him in yeah. space and then being able to rush him off the edge. You know, if he's at 225, 230, 232 and still has that speed yeah. and can do multiple things now in year number two for this defense, it just gives you more flexibility and you're not worrying about getting the right personnel in the game where he's already in the game. You know, you flip from a 4-3 yeah. to a 3-4 and he's one of those outside guys yeah. that could either rush, that could drop, that can hang on a tight end – that can cover a back out of the yeah. backfield. You feel like you're more multiple with your with your base eleven out there. Yeah. If Jerome can, you know, fit that bill along with McMillan, as we talked yeah. about, and Kiko and the rest of that linebacker. We've talked court. about in the past here offensively, where I, you know I like that, you know I like that situation where you have two running backs back there, where you can, you know, one of those guys is a guy you can send out in the slot. Now all of a sudden you go from a base, you go from a base two back offense. All of a sudden you're in a four wide or maybe a five wide. With, with some, with everyone sliding out and, and, and yeah, taking the back up. You, you keep Kellen in the backfield, and all of a sudden Drake goes out in the exactly, slot, and, he's, and, and there's sudden, trips to one side, and you go, who, where's the mismatch? Exactly. And and you can do that. You know, I think the Dolphins are starting to get that type of mix of guys where you can do that on the defensive side of football. You can be in a 3-4, quarterback comes up, then you can switch over to a 4-3, drop one guy down, and, you know, and, and give those looks that, that, that I think, you know, when, when you look at that, you look at the franchise up north, you look at New England, Early on, and, and, and just look at Bill Belichick, I think, over his career as a defensive guy. You know, the one thing that was always, every time you played against a Bill Belichick defense, you knew that it was going to be different than it was the week before. He's going to change something and make you, and, and very similar back to when back in the day when, when Bill Arnsbarg was here. I remember talking to quarterbacks after I retired, and we'd be at a golf tournament or whatever, and sitting there having a couple beers with the talk. And, I mean, you know, the one thing that always 
pissed me off about you guys is that we always felt like we had to play defense on offense for the first first half of the game to figure out figure what, what you, you're doing. Figure out what you guys were going to be doing to us. And then by that to, by the time we figured out we're two touchdowns down, you guys now we gotta go back and, now we gotta go back and just yeah. throw the football, you know? <laughs> That's right. And, and so, you know, you talk about offenses dictating, you know, a multiple defense that can give you different looks, show you different things, have different guys be the the key guy week in and week out. One one week it may be Raekwon Blitzen. Right. Or, 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 or Kiko or, or, Kiko, or whoever it is, or, yeah. The next week it may be you know, maybe safety. Mink, maybe right. Mika's your guy. Right. That's putting pressure. You know, when and when you gotta be able to figure out now, geez, all right, let me see. We're going to go in this game. We think you're going to do this, but we, we got to try to figure out, you know, and then before, like I said, if, if you can do it right and your offense kicks in, then, then you're always ahead of the game. And, and I think that, I think with this group and with some, look at, look at a guy like Wilkins. I mean, you know, when the Dolphins drafted Christian Wilkins, I, I thought, you know, great player, but geez, I, I where's he going to, where's where he, he best play? at? I said, you know, we, we, you know, we've, we've got defensive tackles. Our really need was for that edge, edge rusher out there. And then you start looking and go, wait a minute, he can play. He can line up out there. He's 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 got the speed. He's got the quickness to go out there. Yet, or he could be a nose tackle, or he could be a tackle, or he could be a a, a three, you know, a, a, a defensive end in a right. three man line, or kick out in a four man line. So another guy that gives you multiple options that a, a good defensive coordinator that's going to adapt his offense, his defense around his players, rather than make his players adapt to his defense. I think you've got a multitude of those guys on this defense as you move forward and as they understand the game that can really give you a lot of options to look a lot of different ways. Well, you hope so. You hope that this defense can be able to keep people out of the end zone and kick field goals because that's the name of the game on defense. It seems like the advantages on the offensive side of the football with all the rules and all the passing that you see in the National Football League. And it's the team that, hey, we may give up a ton of yards and we may give up some first downs and we may give up some explosive plays, but all of a sudden, you know, you're kicking a field goal instead of you know kicking an extra point in the second half of a game that means a lot yeah you know you don't think about it at the time i was good you know good we gave up three but that's okay you give up a couple threes instead of six yeah those things add up and especially for a team offensively at least last year you know that struggled to score with consistency you hope that you have a defense that has answers especially when they get inside the 20 yard john one thing we haven't talked about and, and and let's let's do it here is is the quarterback situation? You've been out there. You watched a couple of practices. Now you had a chance to see these guys a little bit, and you know, look, it's, it's it's you're barely scratching the surface. Yes. Is, is is you know, so this is a very premature conversation. But just early on, when you have a chance to to look at you know, first thing, when I see when I when I look at um, at Ryan Fitzpatrick, and, and I don't know why it strikes me is because I've seen him play played against the Dolphins when he's a Buffalo. And I and I think I remember thinking the same thing. I saw him. Gee, that guy's smaller than I thought he was. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. In terms I, I, of when I first when I first saw him, and, and you kind of have an image of him, and where you don't see him in person, you know, I, I pictured a guy six three, six four, big strapping guy back there. He's short. He's he probably the shortest quarterback to have out there right now. Probably, yeah. I you think know? he might be. Yeah. And you know, the one thing that strikes me about Ryan Fitzpatrick is that he doesn't look like he's going into his 15th season no. in terms of arm strength, in yeah. terms of velocity, in terms of uh, recognition, in terms of anticipation. All, all the things you would say, well, that guy's going to be, you know, he's a young guy. He's, yeah. he, he's His arm's still alive, and he's got quick feet, and, he, and everything matches up. Everything matches up. He just, he's very yeah. sound in terms of being able to deliver the football. So those are good things. You know, you think a guy like that, so many years in a league, so many camps, so many reps – he still looks like yeah. he, he throws it very well. Well, look, everything I've been told, and, and I've talked to people, <clears throat> excuse me, that know Ryan pretty well or been around him enough, 
And they said, this guy's a workout fiend. He, he's going to come in. He's going to – I don't know what kind of shape. I know they were talking about him earlier. He was eating donuts or whatever. But but he, he, he's going to come in in shape and, and ready to go. And so he's going to set an example there. And, and he's done it. You don't, you don't stay in this league for 15 years without having the goods to, to get the job done. Right. Now let's switch over to Josh Rosen. You had a chance to look at him a little bit. Um, what, what are your first thoughts about seeing him out there? Same, pretty much the same thing I thought the day we got him and yeah. I got to watch some tape. Live arm, elite mm-hmm. arm, uh, good velocity, good location. I, I think he's adapting to playing in South Florida right yes, now. Yes, yep. I, I think that that's the, probably the biggest change for Josh Rosen is you know, humidity, uh, getting getting <laughs> through things, uh, ball kind of like, you know, having a little uh, dampness or wetness yeah. on it. You know, like there's a lot of things that people take for granted. Yeah. What, why did he, you know, why was there a bobble there on a center quarterback yeah. exchange? Or why did that ball come out a little bit high or low? Uh, it's, it's because it's different. Yeah. It's a lot different. And I think he's probably adjusting to those things. But what I've seen in terms of ability, you like. There's yeah. a lot of... There's a lot of uh, head nodding going up and down going, wow, that was pretty good. Yeah. You know, that that looks like an NFL arm. That yeah. looks like an NFL quarterback. So I, I would say there's a lot – there's just scratching the surface. You know, he played 14 games as a rookie yeah. on a on a very mediocre team, and that's why they had the first pick overall this year and, and took another quarterback. But I think he's going to be able to fit this system a heck of a lot easier than he will than he would have yeah. in Arizona running kind of a, a no-huddle, up-tempo, yeah. uh, quarterback having to move type of offense. Not saying that Josh doesn't move well. He has good feet. Everything matches up well. Good drops. On the move, saw him throw the football. So he checks all the boxes as a quarterback. It's just about opportunity and how he's going to improve in this system once they have a full install. Because right now, you know, I would say Jake Rudock and Ryan Fitzpatrick are a little bit more ahead of the curve in terms of installing the offense and being able to know exactly what they're doing on every every call. They've had a couple months a couple of months head start yes. with him on this system, so they, they, they get a little bit of idea. It's funny because you mentioned that the the, uh, the, the, the climate change <clears throat> coming from you know and he's a people, southern, you know people he's, don't people don't yeah. people don't. I was just talking to somebody this weekend, and and they said, well, you know, yeah, they were. They said, Jesus, you know, I said, no, it's not humid here. It's humid in Florida, where you're at. No, no, this isn't humidity. It right. may, you know, and and growing up in Northern California, so he's a guy that he's an LA guy, uh, Arizona, two places where there's no humidity whatsoever, right. no humidity to speak of, and you come out here in the heat. In the humidity, and I, I've told people, I said, look, it, it was never the heat that bothered me. It was that humidity that jumped on my back. Right. And I tried to carry it. It took me almost two years to, to get acclimated to, to playing in the humidity down here. And again, it's not the heat. It's just that humidity that just, it, I said, it takes your legs out from under you. And, you know, you, you feel good about everything else, but you're like, geez, I feel like I'm running around on two, on two pieces All of spaghetti All of a sudden, you hit here. the wall. Exactly. No, so that certainly is going to be something for him. Yeah, I think, I think it's imperative for Josh to be in the best shape possible yeah. when he comes back for training camp so he doesn't have to worry about that. That's yeah. one thing he can put aside and say, yeah. you know, I, I've given myself the best opportunity to go out and compete to be the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins because I'm in shape yeah. and I know what I need to do. Now I just let my ability take over i remember coming out here and i got drafted and uh coach Schultz says and we got mini camp this week because we they had pushed our draft back it was a whole fiasco so so i got drafted on a tuesday or wednesday whatever day it was and we had mini camp that, that friday that friday and, he, and the last thing he said before i he goes and you better be ready for the 12 minute run i hadn't run because you know my year the draft was supposed to be in april like it always is 
and someone was trying to trying to uh, someone someone started a lawsuit to make it uh, the draft illegal. Oh, they, really? Based on based on I what didn't was it, know Kurt that. Flood anti uh, what's uh. I didn't. Whatever, I Kurt, never knew that they yeah. delayed the draft. No, no. So we didn't know when it was. They, they said oh, the draft's been canceled, been postponed. We didn't know when it was, and then all of a sudden, I don't even know what week it was in May, and they go, "Okay, draft's next Sunday." And you're like, "Whoa!" What? So, so we, you know, you know, you're out there drinking that's, beer that's so and doing funny nothing because everything in the NFL is so planned out now. No, but back, right? no, no. Back then, it was like, "We'll was have the draft action. next week." Well, there was there was uh, it was a, a class action lawsuit against uh, it's antitrust. Okay, that, that they you know they're they're trying to claim that it was illegal illegal for, to draft illegal to to force, force you, you to go, go to somewhere. the team that you were drafted yeah. by. So they're trying to ball like Kirk Flood with right. the, the free agent. Right, stealing baseball. So it was the same kind of a deal. So it was. We were, we were just in a standstill there. So all of a sudden you get drafted. And I hadn't worked out. I hadn't done anything. You know, I'm like, oh shit. You were eating so, hamburger helper. So we, exactly. So we we get. I get down here the day before minicamp. They put me up at the Miami Lakes Inn. The and, beautiful because we were Lakes pra- we were practicing at St. Thomas Biscayne College at right. the time. And I said, God damn. I go, what the hell, man? It was hot and muggy. And I said. Man, I better go out and run a little bit. I went and ran about a, a block, and I was sweating. <laughs> I didn't even make it a full block. I walk back and go, oh, shit. I'm not going to be able to make it back to my hotel. So, so, the, so the first day of first day of minicamp, so they had two first-round picks. Larry Gordon was the 17th pick in the draft. I was the 19th right. pick. So they drafted both of us. So so I said, well, shit, I'm just going to hang with Larry. You know, I'm going to just stay by Larry. As long as I'm with Larry, uh, I'm okay. You know, I'm okay, you know. And so I'll never forget, Larry had uh, – for whatever reason, Larry played at Arizona State. He had little, he had little bells on his shoes, right? He had little, little bells. I asked him, "What the hell are the bells?" He goes, "I don't know. I just like them, you know." <laughs> and so, so we start running, and I'm a little bit ahead of, of, of Larry, but I can hear him because I bells. hear the bells, right? So I'm running, and I'm dying, man. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm lap two laps in. I got to get like five laps. I'm two laps in, I'm going, but I still hear ding, 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 ding. I hear the bells. All of a sudden, we get about the third lap, and I'm, I hear ding, ding. They're getting no more bells. Fainter, fainter. Well, so I, I look back. I look back, and Larry's walking. And I go, oh shoot, I can I walk too. I'm okay. <laughs> so I took, I stopped and took a couple steps. Man, you'd have thought Mount Vesuvius exploded, Coach. You, what the hell? He started going Two crazy. Look at it! You can't even me. You know. <laughs> so it was a it was a miserable first day of a of meeting. That but, had but, a, but that but and Larry's the same guy. He was an Arizona guy. Yeah. So you come out here in the humid and I, and I was just I was in pretty good. I was in good shape. But man, the humidity just sucked it right out of me, man. It makes a coward of, out of sure a lot did. of people because you can go through going, oh, I feel pretty good right now. And then all of a sudden, you know, five or 10 minutes later, you, you know, the piano jumps yeah. on you and you're going, I can't, well, I, don't, and, I can't and, move. And, and that's why, you know, and, and you know, and, and I got a feeling this is going to be a regime that's going to be say, hey, we're going to be outside. Oh, this is going to be. We're, we're going to be outside and we're going to be, and, and, and because to me, I still say it, it, it's, it's, for the first half of the season, it's the greatest home field advantage that there is in the National Football League. I know we've got it. Tampa may have it to a degree, Jackson, but not to the degree that it is right. down here, you know. And so it, 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 you know, I know in that first half of the season when people, we never lost down here in the first no, half of the season. that was never. all. People feared. Yeah. They, they were so worried about coming down and having to yeah. play the Miami Dolphins at 1 o'clock in the month of September yeah. and, and into October, too. And, and you, they, were, they knew they were going to be in their darks. Yeah. They are going to be in their dark jerseys and all that. I remember playing the Bears and, 
And, and, oh, what are you and, telling about the two tackles? Well, the, the, the really sorry of Noah Jackson. But also, <laughs> so guy, one of the guy, the tackle I'm playing against, and, and it was it was one of those real hot days. And I'd, I'd rush him, and, and I, as we'd walk him, you know, kind of walking back, and I go, man, geez, it's hot out here for me. I don't know how you can stand it. You know, every I just give him a little every now, just give him a little right. little reminder. You yeah, know, you're feeling pretty good. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> man, it's hot. You yeah. okay? <laughs> <laughs> Coach, you mean get this guy out of here? <laughs> hey, bring him a nice towel. He's having a little trouble over here. Ah, screw you. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a, a big deal. So it's going to be interesting to see. So the other thing about um, do, do they still have do they still have the if you're drafted a Pac-10 the the this, the the quarter rule out there. I think it's different. I think like Oregon. Because when they draft, like a couple guys they've drafted from the West Coast, they can't come out until, which usually is June, so you miss. I don't know if they've corrected that. I'm not sure. You know, I think it's school by school, but definitely in the the Pac-12 where you kind of miss out on on the beginning part of of the OTAs because you're still in school. Yeah, and there's nothing they could do about it. I, I think you're right. I think that rule changed. Uh, over the last handful of years, that because it was really, you know, it was a detriment to well, the player. It was a detriment to the point where I, I, at one point, I was thinking, you know, I, I'm not, I wouldn't draft, I wouldn't, a, I wouldn't draft a guy unless he was just, or if you knew you were coming out, you just wouldn't go to school anymore. Yeah, exactly. You just get yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. That's what I did. I just, <laughs> so I got drafted and then <laughs> I don't know if I, I, the jury's still out on me and it's about 30 some <laughs> years later, 40 years later. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here we are, week one of uh, mini camps. John, what, what do you, what do you, what do you expect this team to look like uh, when when they come back to training camp? As you kind of as we follow them through these next this month or so of of, of these OTAs and and getting acclimated to all the climate, new people around you, new surroundings, new locker room, new places to go, new you know trying to find places to live, all that, new coaching staff, a lot a lot of a lot of change in this organization that needs to be stabilized. Come come July and certainly going into September. Well, I think it is on on the fast track to being stabilized right now. I think that the expectations of this new staff have fully been implemented in terms of every day you have to go prove it. Yeah. Every day you have to come out and be ready. Every day that there's something out on the football field that's being taught a different way that you better catch on to because if not, you're going to be in the back of the line. I just feel like this team will be better mentally prepared to play. I think physically, and we talked about that a lot today, I think this team will be one of the best teams in in terms of being in shape, yeah. in terms of being able to run and hit, in terms of being able to not be uh, cowards of fatigue. Yeah. I think that this team will ha- have that instilled, fully instilled, as it gets to training camp because there are no, no shortcuts right now in OTAs. They are working hard. They are running from drill to drill. And if not, they're going to do it over again. And if you make a mistake, you're going to do it over again. So I think I think the discipline that we've kind of been yearning for over, over the last three or four years in terms of personal discipline, yeah. each player taking it upon themselves to be disciplined, is being influenced and reemphasized yeah. on a daily basis by this coaching staff. And I think if there's one thing I can take away from OTAs, this team will – not beat themselves yep. in 2019 in terms of fatigue or in terms of mental or physical mistakes. Those things are being emphasized right now. Hey, I look around the roster and uh, another UM running back, uh, Mark Walton. Mark Walton, Walton that's comes right. In. He's uh, had a little tryout and, 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 and hung on here. So it's going to be interesting to see how Mark Walton, he had a kind of you know a hot and cold career at the University of Miami. Saw him do a lot of really good things uh, for the Hurricanes. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, if he can kind of meander his way through a pretty, pretty crowded room 
Pretty crowded there, it in is. that locker room, especially when you throw the fullback in there. There's a couple uh, of guys Chandler on this Cox roster. That, uh, that, that's kind of going to be an interesting watch, too. I, I think Mark, Mark Walton's one of those guys that, you know, off the field got into a little bit of trouble trying to straighten it out, trying mm-hmm. to get back, you know, second, third chance. Uh, maybe this is the this is the team, this is the roster where his speed and his quick twitch gives you a little bit something different in the backfield. He'll have a chance to compete. A guy like Preston Williams, a big wide receiver from Colorado State, kind of the same similar situation. Ha- had something happen to him off the field where uh, got in trouble trying to fight back from that. A big body uh, in terms of uh, height at six four, a good good looking receiver. So there's a couple of guys that are on this roster that are young guys that are going to get. A a chance to have a second chance yep. at, at a career in, in the National Football League. So it'll be interesting following a couple guys like that on the roster. You're going to have to expand that, uh, that meeting room for the defensive backs. 18 There's DBs. There's a lot of guys. 18 DBs. You're looking at Rosh and go, man, a lot of guys in that in that defensive backfield room in there. A lot of competition. <laughs> a lot of competition and being able to, to play corner, being able to play nickel, being yep. able to pinch hit at safety. If you can do those kind of things in this defense, you know, we talked a little bit about the defensive tackles kicking outside yep. to the end, but at defensive back, if you can do two of three positions, boy, it sure strengthens yeah. your your chance to have opportunities. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see. Got another. Uh, they got to finish up this week, and then next week another three more three more days of meeting. Can they go back to back after that? Or they they go. Up? They go straight through, straight through. Uh, all the way through mandatory, which I believe is the fourth, fifth, and sixth, or somewhere in there of, of June. Of June. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're done on the on the sixth. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's and then they're off. And then they're off for about five starts. weeks. Yeah. So that's uh, so there's still a lot to see. Still a lot of a lot of guys to to kind of evaluate a little bit. And uh, and look, you know, it's 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 you know, you walk in, all the newspaper guys are here. So it's 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 fun now because you open the newspaper and a lot of dolphin talk, a lot a lot of information out there, a lot of misinformation floating around and and this and that. But it's it's fun to you know, it's funny for this one. It, to me, it's 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 interesting because not only you're looking at the new players and guys that can help this football team and free agents that have signed, draft choices that have been. in, in, uh, free agents from you know from post draft right. that have come in, and if there's any moves that are being made now, as well as the coaching staff, so there's a lot of a lot of really things that are interesting to look at with this football team. Besides coming out and going, oh, this guy threw two interceptions today, and that guy threw a nice touchdown. And it's good to watch your draft choices too. Yeah. You know, we talked a little bit about Christian Wilkins today being able to kick around at different positions. They threw Michael Dieter in right away yep. at, at left guard and, and getting him opportunities. Van Ginkle, he, he's been at, with the rush ends. He's been with the linebackers. Yep. He's, he's kind of doing a little bit of everything. You know, Prince at tackle, getting yep. a chance. And then Cox in the backfield, being able to play a little bit of, of, of uh, fullback, a little slash tight end. You know, you've got Gaskins that gives you a little bit of that twitch like, like a Mark Walton from the running back position. Yep. So not only looking at guys that are on the roster young, young guys that are on the roster but the the rookie draft choices and seeing how they've been able to uh, get their traits out on the football field at multiple positions all right john that's going to do it for today john kajemi kimbo camper we'll be back with you next week so uh so join us in and we'll have a little bit more and uh probably have a little bit more to talk about with some of the guys after watching them out there watching them work a little bit and things always shake up out there yeah get a couple guys uh maybe to join us as well all right guys so we'll catch you next week we'll see you on the audible